G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, there has been a changing of the guard at Family Voice Australia, two great champions of Christian truth in Australia, David and Ros Phillips. They've made their transition into retirement. Well, Ashley Saunders is the new leader at Family Voice Australia. He comes to the role with relevant experience in law, politics and Christian ministry. He began his career as a solicitor and partner in a law firm and later serving as an alderman in local government and on the New South Wales state executive of one of the major political parties. And after training for the Christian ministry, He served as senior pastor at two Baptist churches. Well, he comes to this ministry with a sense of God's calling to be a Christian voice, promoting true family values in society. And so a special welcome along today for the first time, Ashley Saunders. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's lovely to be talking to you. Well, Ashley, I think this uh, could be quite an historic moment, actually, the changing of the guard. I mean, uh, it's been decades. Uh, David and Roz at the helm of Family Voice Australia, and uh, and uh, now you've assumed that leadership mantle. Uh, those are big shoes to fill, aren't they? Uh, very big shoes to fill. And uh, not only big shoes to fill, but I'm also very conscious of the amount of information that exists in the the mind and heart and spirit of Ros and David. And uh, there is no way that I can adequately uh, mine all of that information. Uh, I guess uh, I come to the position humbly before God to simply put myself at his disposal in the hope that I'll be able to fulfil the responsibilities uh, that I've been given. You know, Ashley, and I think I can speak for listeners to this program, that uh, knowing that they are such big shoes to fill, I suspect uh, listeners to this program are going to be uh, gracious and ready for you to uh, fill out that role in the way that you will, and uh, you'll put your own uh, personal stamp on uh, the way that you begin to lead Family Voice Australia, but uh, certainly a wonderful foundation that you are going to be growing new heights on uh, into the coming times. Look, you've hit the ground running this week and you're in the office at Family Voice Australia. You're based there in Adelaide in South Australia. Uh, There's been a couple of big stories though. Uh, Fancy hitting the ground running on a day when big stories like this are breaking and there's been a contribution from Family Voice Australia uh, in the way that these things have been understood by the Christian community. A couple of big reprieves in the state of Victoria. One of those called the Equal Opportunity Amendment Bill and the other one all to do with uh, those uh, births, deaths and marriages registration amendments uh, to do with birth certificates. Uh, There's been some, some great... Uh, uh, great wins, I guess you could say, in the Victorian Upper House yesterday. Uh, what do you understand about what's happened? Well, I had the privilege of playing, praying rather with some volunteers who are here in the office yesterday uh, while Peter Stevens, our State Director in Victoria, was sitting in the, in the gallery of the Upper House. And uh, they were big wins, but they were also very narrow wins. On each case, um, there was a tie, 19 votes for and 19 votes against, 
which meant that the resolution was uh, uh, carried in the negative, so to speak, and and so defeated, but defeated very narrowly. Um, one of the concerns that exists about the Equal Opportunity Amendment Religious Exemptions Bill was that the Parliament, or rather the government, was trying to impose uh, an inherent requirement test um, for religious exemptions from anti-discrimination laws. And that is a significant impost uh, on religious freedom and the freedom of religious expression in the state of Victoria. And even though there's a whole range of individual issues, it seems to me that the coverall is about religious freedom and the freedom of religious expression. Uh, when I uh, send my daughter to a Christian school, uh, I know that she doesn't just learn from the teachers, she learns um, all manner of things from everybody with whom she interacts, whether you're a receptionist, whether you're the business manager, or frankly the janitor uh, or the gardener. Uh, it's important for each of those persons to demonstrate what it means to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, that bill would have restricted religious organisations, and that includes, of course, uh, our Christian churches. It would have restricted us from being able to choose the people we hire. That's how you're describing uh, what you would have expected at a school that you would send your daughter along to. And, and so there is a reprieve here, but I wonder how long that reprieve will last. Is this a gradual chipping away at this issue of religious freedom, in your view? If you look at what's been happening in the different states um, of Australia, and not only here in Australia, but around the world, there is um, a view that is wanting to prevail um, that basically says that Christianity is at best irrelevant or at worst dangerous. And we need to ensure that uh, we stand up as a Christian voice for family, faith and freedom. We want to make sure that People understand, and ordinary Christians and churches understand, as well as those who are not involved in churches, understand the very important foundations and values on which our society has been founded. And we don't seek to influence uh, parliaments and governments um, for a, a convenient outcome for Christians. We want to advocate for what we believe is best for society. And uh, we believe that what's best for society uh, is uh, what's contained in God's Word. Well, of course, so many people would see the Andrews government in Victoria and with those two bills yesterday that were, as you say, very narrowly defeated, uh, but they'd see those as an attack on freedom of religion and association. And that's something that seems to be growing in momentum, even if didn't get across the line yesterday, as you're saying too, uh, growing in momentum right around Australia. It is growing in momentum. And uh, we need to understand, though, that these changes and this view is not necessarily one that is um, automatically going to come in. And uh, we need to be vigilant. Uh, I guess um, we need to also recognise that uh, the world we live in today is not that very much different from the world of 2,000 years ago when the gospel of Jesus Christ spread around the Mediterranean. And if uh, ordinary Christians, if um, organisations... Uh, like the one that I've got the uh, the privilege and the responsibility to head up now, if we're able to advocate uh, credibly and seriously, sincerely, if we cover our nation in prayer, if we take seriously our responsibility and privilege to pray for our nation and to interact as uh, citizens in a democratic country, uh, these um, 
changes these attempts to chip away one after the other, it's not inevitable. And we can see uh, God's word and God's way have uh, uh, his rule in our country, I believe. Well, the other issue that was before the Victorian Upper House yesterday and uh, the second big win, you could call it, and as you say, though, narrow defeat, and so uh, you always take these things very seriously, but it is a win because the Births, Deaths and Marriages Registration Amendment Bill 2016 uh, was also defeated. Uh, how do you understand uh, that bill and the, uh, the defeat there in the Upper House yesterday? Uh, this this is just one of a number of bills that are being considered by parliaments in Australia and, uh, in fact, uh, around the world that seem to uh, believe that gender is no longer a matter of biology. And um, uh, the effect of that bill would have been that any adult in Victoria could, uh, on the strength of a statutory declaration and the support of one other person, have their gender on their birth certificate changed from male to female or female to male, or even to some other what they call uh, non-specific, uh, non-binary descriptor. And, uh, and so a person would have had the right to say, I no longer want to identify as a male, I want my birth certificate to demonstrate uh, that I don't have any gender at all, uh, or that I'm now a female. Uh, it also would have provided for parents of children to uh, change uh, the gender of their children's uh, birth certificates uh, with the consent of that child uh, and with the support of a psychologist or medical doctor. And, uh, and so it just throws out the window. Um, biology throws out the window the reality of who we are as humans and um, is just part of that agenda that says that gender is no longer biological. It's now something which they're starting to call a social construct. Okay, and, and some are saying too uh, a backdoor for same-sex marriage uh, that that would have been had that passed the parliament yesterday. Then a married man could have chosen to identify as a woman on his birth certificate without having to divorce his wife, or an unmarried woman to change her birth certificate to male and therefore be legally free to marry a woman, and then choose to change that twelve months later. And uh, and uh, no need to divorce. So really, a backdoor for same-sex marriage. So the significance of what's happened with that defeat of that particular bill yesterday, uh, it can't be underestimated, Ashley. It can't be underestimated, and uh, not only you and I, but many other commentators are recognising that one of the implications, only one, but one of the important implications of that legislation had it been successful would have been something of a backdoor to same-sex marriage. Now you've come to the helm at Family Voice Australia uh, when issues like this are before our states and uh, there are other issues of course before our federal parliament and uh, another one that's going to be very prominent next year as you look ahead 2017 of course this big battlefront on euthanasia in Victoria and and just a couple of weeks ago, there was issues in South Australia, your home state, uh, but Victoria next year, that's going to be another significant debate to, to happen with regard to, uh, to euthanasia. Yes, and what we need to do is we need to ensure that when we speak into that space, we do so with grace, we do so with uh, empathy, we understand uh, that uh, people are facing some real life and death issues. At the same time, we need to stand up for the dignity of a human. We need to stand up for 
the idea that humans have value and that anything that erodes the value, the inherent created value of a human man or woman needs to be undergirded. And uh, uh, that is certainly a fight that needs to be taken up. There was a bill uh, uh, of that effect in the South Australian Parliament only in the last couple of weeks that was, um, uh, was narrowly, def narrowly defeated in the very early hours of the morning after a lengthy debate. Yes, well, it'll be watch this space and it'll be uh, people who are listening to our conversation now uh, needing to roll up their sleeves and get involved uh, with the battle as that one uh, will unfold into 2017. Uh, Ashley, let me come back to uh, a welcome to you, uh, to your new role there at the helm of Family Voice Australia and no doubt there will be many of our listeners who will be interested who this new commentator on the scene is. Uh, I mentioned in our introduction that you have a background in law and in politics and in Christian ministry. Uh, perhaps uh, you might like to, to tell us a few things about yourself. What would you like our listeners to know uh, about yourself as you assume your new role? Uh, I was asked the other day to, whether I had any heroes in my family tree. And uh, I said that my hero in the family tree was my grandfather, a fellow called Wilf Yates, who the older listeners would, uh, would recognise when I use the term a bullocky. Um, he was a real country conservative, a man of God, who uh, was able to lead his family in godly ways. And I thank the Lord daily uh, for such a wonderful influence in my early life. Uh, I grew up in Newcastle. Newcastle's my hometown. And uh, I'm in the middle of uh, five children, and uh, my three sisters um, live in Newcastle. My parents are still alive in Newcastle. My brother lives in Sydney. And um, uh, having uh, joined a law firm as a clerk straight out of school, uh, I studied by correspondence and stayed with that firm for 15 years, ending up as a partner. And during that time, was elected to Newcastle Council. And um, all of that happened in the time between I was uh, 18 and 32. And... Um, and thereafter, things went a bit more slowly uh, as perhaps I matured and um, practiced law in Port Macquarie, um, uh, pastored a church, a Baptist church in Sydney, and most recently have pastored a Baptist church in uh, Ipswich in Queensland. And I think listeners will be heartened uh, to know that you have a sense of God's calling uh, to be a Christian voice in Australia. And I imagine that calling works out differently in all of our lives and we might all be able to have our own stories there. But, but there is a sense in which uh, you're putting your, uh, your hand to this uh, new uh, role, the helm at Family Voice Australia, and uh, you'll be expecting, no doubt, that not every day will be a good day at the office. There'll be some tough times ahead, but uh, expectation that God's favour is going to be on you. Uh, I would like God's favour to be on this nation. And uh, I'm, I'm a proud Australian. My father's Welsh, uh, and uh, he became an Australian citizen some years ago. And uh, I'm, I'm proudly Australian, and I would love to see God's favour uh, on our nation. I would love to see uh, men and women uh, across this nation uh, bowing together to acknowledge who he is. And I would love for him not just to be uh, Lord of individual Christians and Lord of the church, but I would love for him to be Lord of this nation, uh, as is his right. And no doubt there'll be listeners who might like to engage with you and certainly visit the website, uh, fava.org.au. That's the website for Family Voice Australia. And 
Uh, there'll be a profile there of Ashley Saunders. You might like to get to know the new leader and someone uh, that I would anticipate that into the new year and uh, maybe even as early as just the next few days or next week, uh, we'll be engaging with Andy, uh, with Ashley on, on a whole bunch of issues that uh, are facing the nation, serious issues. And oftentimes we're looking for uh, some level of Christian wisdom in the guidance as to how we think about so many of the variety of things that are changing in our nation at this time. Ashley Saunders, a special welcome to the role and thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your heart with our listeners today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and thank you, listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.